I have a confession. <laughs> Be patient with me. I have to get myself together after those songs. <laughs> Praise team, thank you for being obedient and letting God use you in ministering to us and loving him. We appreciate each one of you and what you do. Uh, my name is Chris Moore. I am not the pastor here. Uh, Chad Poe is our teaching pastor, and normally he is in the pulpit. And, uh, of course, he's here today to my left. He was out of town and I believe got back this morning. And I have the opportunity to continue to take us through the Lord's Prayer. So if you'll take your Bible and turn to Matthew chapter 6, we'll continue the journey through the Lord's Prayer in the sermon series, Thy Kingdom Come. The Lord's Prayer. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we come before you in the name of Jesus. Thank you. Thank you for who you are. Thank you for what you've done for us in Christ Jesus. Thank you for the forgiveness of our sins. Thank you for making right what was wrong. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for every person in this room today. And God, we pray that you, Holy Spirit, would reveal this great love and this great and glorious gospel message. Lord, that when we are brought to you in repentance and faith, trusting Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, that our debts are forgiven. And Lord, because of that, we can forgive each other. So God, as we talk about kingdom conduct straight from the mouth of your Son, our glorious Savior, Jesus Christ, Holy Spirit, teach us everything we need to know. Enable us to do everything you've called us to do. We love you, Lord, and we thank you for loving us first. In Jesus' name, amen. One of the greatest words in the English language and for that matter, in any language, is the word forgive or forgiveness. A pastor said one time that he could, he could give the secret to a good marriage in just one word. The word he gave was not money or intimacy or communication or even love. The word he gave was forgive. Forgiveness is the key ingredient not only in marriage, but in any relationship involving sinners. Us. 
For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Romans 3, 23. If you're going to have friends in life that stick around, if you're going to see relatives more than once a year or even once a year, if you plan on working at the same place for any length of time, if you plan on taking part in a covenant community like Grace Bible Church, you need to learn forgiveness. Amen? You need to grant it, and you need to receive it. And that is what Jesus is teaching us as we continue to march through the Lord's Prayer. Particularly in verse 12, and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. See, Jesus is talking about in this wonderful sermon, the greatest sermon ever preached by the greatest preacher that ever lived. He is saying to us, this is what kingdom citizens and their conduct should look like. You see, the Christian lives through forgiveness. This is what justification by faith is all about. We could have no life. We could have no hope. We could have no life with God at all had God's Son not bore, borne the penalty of our sin so that we might go free. And we all know this, that Christians still fall short. Even when we become Christians, we still fall short. We still struggle with sin. So in Jesus, in this model prayer, in part two of this model prayer, he included a request for it between pleas for material provision and spiritual protection. And folks, this reflects nothing in his own prayer for himself because he is the sinless son of God. He is God in the flesh. This was given for us. It's here for us. Is there anybody in this room today that has a difficult time and maybe even still has a difficult time for forgiving someone? A Christian. A Christian. Folks, there is a difference between Christians and non-Christians in how forgiveness is handled. According to 1 John 4, 19, we love because he first loved us. And I don't think I'm doing any damage to say we forgive because we were first forgiven. We have the ability in Christ to forgive those who have offended us. So what I'd like to do today is look at it from really two perspectives that he gives us in this prayer. Again, if you'll look at the text, he says, forgive us our debts. So in a sense, we want to look at the vertical relationship between God and man. And Jesus says, forgive us our debts in this model prayer. The forgiveness that we need to receive. If you look at the text, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Before he talks about forgiveness, he talks about physical need. Give us this day our daily bread. 
need daily bread to live. But we also need daily forgiveness that we might not die. For the wages of sin is death. And death is, in that context, separation from God. Do you know there's many people, and those of us who are Christians were once this way, before Christ, we were dead in our trespasses and sins. Our heart might have been beating, our eyes might have been able to see, our ears might have been able to hear, but in our sin, we were dead. And in Christ, we've been forgiven. And if we ask God for daily bread, it stands to reason that we also ask God every day for grace in our debts. In our debts. But it's something to consider here. What does it mean, debts? Some translations say, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Does it matter if we say debts or debtors or trespasses or those who trespass against us? These words roughly mean the same thing, but there is enough difference that I think it warrants a continual conversation on this subject. Although they're very close in meaning, these words don't exactly mean the same thing. I think you could use both of the words in English to try to more accurately get at what Christ is trying to teach us. For you see, the word trespass suggests that we have violated a rule or committed an infraction. But the word debt suggests that we owe God something that we cannot pay. And that's very important. We have violated in our sinning, in our sin, we have violated a rule or a principle or a commandment or committed an infraction. And in our sin, we have also, because of our sin, we owe God something that we cannot pay. And God, guys, here, here's, here's something very important. Because God is holy. Because God is holy. Forgive us our debts suggests that we have done things that we should not have done and we left undone things that we should have done. More important, however, getting the word right is getting the idea right here. Every day we live as debtors to mercy. Amen? Every day we live as debtors to mercy. What do we mean? What is mercy? Mercy is God does not give us what we deserve. We deserve death. For the wages of sin is death. And notice as he shares this, he doesn't use the word debt. There's an S on it. Debts. Debts. I don't know about you, but I still struggle with sin sometimes. And until God calls me home, I will still struggle with sin. I'm no longer a slave to sin. I don't have to sin, praise God. But I still struggle with sin. 
We ask forgiveness for our debts because we never stop being debtors. What makes the good news good news if we don't know the bad news? Amen? The bad news is our sin separates us from God. That's the beautiful reason God gave us the mirror of the law. The law tells us, Galatians 3.24, the law is a schoolmaster to lead us to Christ that we might be justified by faith. When you look at the mirror of God's law and you walk through those Ten Commandments, we've broken one of them, if not all of them. Well, sir, I've never, I've never, never killed anybody. Scripture says if a man hates his brother, it's as if he's murdered him. Have you ever said, I hate you to anybody? And our beautiful God demonstrates his love for us in that while we struggled with these sins, these, these debts, these offenses against God, he sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for us. But if you think of God as only, only as a judge, and you think of your life as only being justified or not justified, you have to be real careful with that. That is true. But God is not only judge, Jesus says we are to address him as Father. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. As important as it is to recognize God as judge, if that's the only way you relate to him, your Christianity will become something that it's not supposed to be. Yes, we need to recognize him as judge. <laughs> but we also need to understand him biblically as father. And that's exactly how Jesus wants us to address him here. God is also father. So if I sin as a Christian, I should not fear condemnation. For there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, Romans 8.1. But I should still feel pricked in my conscience. I should not despair, but I should feel guilty when I do things that deserve to be punished. I have disrupted the father-son relationship I enjoy with God. I don't know about you when you were growing up. There's a sense of your earthly father or your earthly parents. You did not want to disappoint them. You did not want to displease them. But Lord willing, your father or your mother, your parents, they still love you. But there was displeasure in your actions, in our, our actions. God is judge. But he's also our father. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. And as Christians, we know that in Christ, God made right what was wrong. I don't know if y'all remember, I'm uh, 53 years old, and back in 
that's kind of weird to say back in the 80s. <laughs> back in the 80s, in an old country church in East Texas, I remember learning this chorus, and you can sing it with me. He paid a debt he did not owe. I owed a debt I could not pay. I needed someone to wash my sins away. And now I sing a brand new song, Amazing Grace. Christ Jesus paid the debt that I could never pay. That's what Christ did. That's what Christ is doing. That's what Christ has done. That's why we should ask for forgiveness, not to be justified all over again. In Christ, we are made right with God. Amen? But in sanctification, we are becoming more like Him. And in that sanctification process, it's correcting sin and confessing sin and acknowledging sin and repenting of sin. And as you do that more in God's grace and for God's glory, God conforms you, continues to conform you into the image of His Son. See, the prayer, forgive us, Father, for our debts, is the cry not of a frightened litigant as somebody's in a courtroom, but it's the prayer of a loving child. Father, Forgive us our debts. Abba, forgive us our debts. See, this is why Jesus said to forgive. Forgive our debts. So it's the forgiveness. It's the forgiveness that we need to receive. We have received forgiveness in Christ Jesus. But the second part of this petition is the forgiveness we need to give. And remember I said, if you're in any kind of relationship, if you're around other human beings, that pastor from the, at the beginning of the message, the most important word in marriage, the most important word in humanity is forgiveness. And we forgive in Christ Jesus, in Christ Jesus alone. He makes love possible. He loved us first and therefore enables us to love each other. He forgave us, enables us to forgive each other. So let's talk about the forgiveness that we need. He says, and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. In this fifth petition, we not only ask God, ask something of God, we also expect something of ourselves. Forgiven people forgive. Would y'all say that with me? Forgiven people forgive. One more time. Forgiven people forgive. Amen? Have you been forgiven of your sins and what separated you from God? And then because of that, and because you love the Lord in obedience to Him, do you forgive other people? See, it's as simple as that. If you never forgive... You have to wonder if you ever truly experienced and really believed in forgiveness. A fruit of being forgiven is the ability and the desire by in God's grace to forgive others. Paul said in Ephesians chapter 4 verse 32, 
Be kind to one another, church at Ephesus. Tender-hearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. There might be folks in this room today that are still harboring unforgiveness towards someone. And it might, and it very well could be, and it possibly is a very real hurt and offense that has been uh, brought on. And not, disp- uh, not belittling that, not saying that's light, not saying that's important. But I would share with you, my brothers and sisters, that the command of the Lord is to forgive. To forgive. But you know what? It might be a little helpful to talk about what is forgiveness. We hear that word all the time. What is forgiveness? What even is forgiveness? Biblical forgiveness is the act of pardoning an offender. Somebody has offended somebody, and it's the act of pardoning offender. When we sin, we are offending God. We, that is a dying idea in, in American churches today. And I think that needs to be, continue to be reestablished, that when we sin, it's an offense against an almighty and glorious and holy God. We need to understand the gravity of it. Not only when we sin against God, but when we sin against each other. But you see, biblical forgiveness is the act of pardoning an offender. In the Bible, the the Greek word forgiveness literally means to let go. How many of us are still holding on to something, to some unforgiving uh, idea or thought or reality And we haven't let it go. We can't let it go. We won't let it go. And I'm here to tell you, my friends, in Christ, you can. But only in Christ. Only in Christ. Listen, this literally means to let go is when a person does not demand payment for a debt. And again, as we look at verse 12, we might see forgiveness like canceling a debt or remitting a payment. Again, the basic idea is when God forgives us, he says, I will not make you pay what you owe me. You know what he did? That's what Jesus did. Jesus took our place. Jesus hung died, bled for us. That's why in 2 Corinthians 5, 21, he who had no sin became sin for us so that in him we could become the righteousness of Christ. We bring no righteousness to the table. Our righteousness is in Christ Jesus. So when God sees us now, we are right with God because we are covered by the blood of Jesus And when God sees us, he sees the righteousness of Christ. He doesn't see our sin. Isn't that amazing grace? That is amazing grace. 
Again, when we forgive others, we are saying something similar. I will not demand of you the moral payment that is rightfully mine. We understand that it is not our place to pass that judgment on another person's sins. Because every sin that has ever been committed has either been punished on the cross, listen to this, or will be punished in hell. And by God's glorious grace, I stand before you as a beggar telling other beggars where to find bread. That because of God's great love in Christ Jesus, every sin that I've ever committed was punished on the cross. And I am one of the redeemed. And I could sing those songs that Brother Jared and his team lead us and be so grateful. And because I can be so grateful and I love the Lord by God's grace and only by God's grace, I can forgive others and hopefully they can forgive me. I'm so grateful to be a part of Grace Bible Church. I'm so glad to be a part of my life group. I'm so glad that we have the opportunity to do life together. I'm so glad that we have the opportunity to forgive and be forgiven and to love and be loved. My background is I've been a pastor for about 30 years. And now I'm at Texas Port Ministry directing it. And it has been unusual for Jody and I to be lay people. And God is good. But I want to tell you I have a perspective And I want you to know, and I said it last time I was here when we baptized our son, James. We've been a member here for a year. I'm going to ask you, don't let me take for granted what this is. But I'm going to ask you, don't take for granted what this is. Grace Bible family. Grace Bible church. Well, we gather to hear the word of God. We gather in our life groups. We do life together. All of us have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We have a wonderful team of ministers that love us and that are there to share the truth with us. And we get to gather and worship and we get to do life together and we get to figure out life together, Lord, under the authority of the word of God. And we get a man who I believe are men of God and, and our leaders are people of God. And here we are talking about this kingdom conduct. And Jesus tells us, and forgive our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. Folks, listen, in in this life together, I don't know every one of you. I don't know every one of you closely. I know some of you closer and closer. But what I will tell you, the Bible is very clear that the unforgiving person could very well be an unforgiven person. Are we saved by our forgiving hearts? No, of course not. Our forgiving heart does not merit God's forgiveness. But a forgiving heart is the condition for God's forgiveness. It's an act of obedience. The one that knows his sins have been forgiven by God will in turn be eager to forgive those who sin against them. This is kingdom conduct. 
This is thy kingdom come, thy will be done. When we forgive as God has forgiven us. And I don't have really any special insight, but we live in some interesting times, folks, if you haven't noticed. And we don't know what the future holds, but we know who holds the future. But what we must do is be kingdom people. And we must address Almighty God as Father. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts, those things that we have done that offended you, just as we have forgiven those who offend us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. There is nothing as important in your life as asking God to forgive you of your debts. And maybe nothing as hard as God asking you to forgive your debtors. But God made a way. Amen? And we do it in Christ Jesus. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we come before you again in the name of Jesus, and we thank you for your mercy, and we thank you for your grace. We thank you for your love. God, we thank you for giving us of our debts as we forgive those debtors against us. God, I pray that if there are any here that do not know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, that desire to call upon you today to repent and turn from sin, Lord, that they would, they, would, they would call on you, Lord. And Lord, as we are about to take part in communion, God, this is an incredibly beautiful reminder of what Christ has done for us, what you have done for us in Christ Jesus. Without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sin. And so, God, as we remember and proclaim your death until you come, God, may we be mindful of forgiveness. Again, Lord, we love you and we thank you for loving us. In Jesus' name, amen. invite you to partake of communion but there is a stipulation and that stipulation is you must know Jesus Christ as your Lord you have must been brought to a place in your life where you recognize that your sin has separated you from God and that sin has separated you from God and there is something that has to take place and that what, what has to take place is that God forgives you of your sin, that you acknowledge your sin, and that you call upon the Lord, and you ask Him to save you, you ask Him to forgive you, and He will forgive you of your sins, and you are made right with God. And as I said earlier, now God's righteousness is your righteousness. And you identify as a child of God now. 
If that hasn't happened in your life, please do not partake. In love, I tell you, this is not for you yet. But God wants it to be for you. As He calls you to come to Him today. If that is you and you want to come to Him, please see our pastor. He'll be over to my right in the back corner. He would love to talk to you. For those of you that are members of grace and those of you that are Christians but not members of grace, we ask you, as we are the family of God, let's remember the body and blood of the Lord Jesus. God bless you.